Welcome to the Think TLH podcast brought to you by the Knight Creative Communities Institute. This is a show about innovators, creative thinkers, and individuals that are making transformative change here in Tallahassee, Florida. Welcome back, Think TLH podcast listeners. In a previous episode, Leon County Commissioner Brian Deloge shared the best and most unique practices of the Tallahassee area, one of which was a nonprofit called The Village Square. And today we are talking with the organization's executive director, Liz Joyner. Liz, thank you so much for being here with us today. Great to be with you, Betsy, as always. Well, tell us a little bit about The Village Square, your mission, and how you got started in Tallahassee? Um, well, we're Tallahassee born and bred. Um, we've spread to other locations since then. We started a dozen years ago, and it was really pretty much a direct result of our very contentious coal plant debate. And during the debate, I was helping uh, the campaign of a local city commissioner, and I got to see sort of close up what a really dynamic disagreement on the coal plant looked like that felt like it was people who were really engaged around the disagreement, who had real relationships with each other. Um, that was Commissioner Alan Katz, and uh, and really the people that I was watching most closely with him were um, uh, Commissioner Brian Deloge and uh, President of TCC, Bill Law. And they would have these just kind of raucous conversations about what was best for the community. At the same time as we were looking at the public debate, and it was really very narrow, and and it, it kind of felt like there was no place that you could really go mix it up and figure out what was going on. It, it really had a lot to do more with sort of how you see divisive national topics. So, you know, you either were pro-business or pro-environment, and very little of it had to do with really this community. And so after that was over, it went to a public referendum, and after that was all over, uh, we started talking about how you make that group of kind of agreeable disagreeers big, bigger. And we built our first board, we built, um, invited um, a group of founders, and, and for really all the invitations, we were looking for people to really stretch inside of um, their networks for people who, who were ideologically different than them. And we've been um, you know, having conversations ever since, all sorts of different conversations. Uh, now we probably have about 30 different events a year. Tell us a little bit about your events. I've been to quite a few of them, and I've noticed you cover everything from religion to hot political topics to local things that are getting discussed. How do you make the decisions for all of your different events? Well, we really try to stay sort of right in the mix of what's controversial and what people are talking about um, so that we're creating a space where you can really have disagreement. Um, we, we tease that we talk about the topics that your mother told you to not discuss in polite company, politics and religion, and we just do that. Um, we have a dinner series, uh, and we've had that from the very beginning. Uh, and I think at the beginning we kind of thought, that, well, yeah, we'll just invite everybody to come have dinner with us. Um, but one of the things that we found pretty early on is that um, we were getting, you know, especially in kind of a liberal-leaning community like Tallahassee, we were getting, it was heavily liberal, and so we started talking about how we could reach out into conservative communities, and, and that is when we started the, um, the program originally called Faith Food Friday. We call it God Squad now. 
Um, the, the subtitle of that was For People of Faith and No Faith at All Because Talking Politics Wasn't Hard Enough. Um, <laughs> That's a mouthful. And, and, we've had, and we've had almost a decade of God Squad conversations that are just really deeply engaged conversations between clergy who have very different opinions on, on what divides us. You also have a popular program called Local Color. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, so Local Color is is a part of a, a group of programs that we started really after the Trayvon Martin tragedy. We started talking with local leaders about how, how it is you gather people when racial tensions are rising. And, and so um, the first program that, that came along as a result of that was Created Equal, which is an event we do with Leon County government um, yearly. And um, actually, we've got, we've got a Created Equal program coming up at the end of March um, in partnership with Tallahassee Symphony Orchestra. And um, the second uh, set of events that we did was the Longest Table. And that's a partnership with uh, the city of Tallahassee, Leon County government, and leadership of Tallahassee. And if, if uh, people haven't been, it's just a big, huge, long table and, and neighbors of every ilk gathering to break bread together. Uh, it's very hard to keep a table like that straight. That's one of the things I learned. <laughs> it's very crooked um, if, you, if you're not careful. Um, and, um, and then Local Color is in some ways, um, that was sort of the last project that we started. And it's a very unique gathering. We're very focused on drawing in millennials um, who you know tend to be a little less engaged in the civic space in, in sort of the old-fashioned way. Um, and very racially diverse millennials. We meet, um, we meet about monthly through the school year at uh, the junction, and it's a, just a really different kind of event um, than you've ever been at. We, we you know, talk very intimately about um, difficult conversations, and part of, part of the idea is that you know, what happens when tensions run high either around race-related incidences or, you know, the political squabbles that we fight every day, we all divide, right? So the, the neighbors who live here in this hometown, we all go to our laptops or our, you know, favorite news network, and we talk, we talk or listen to the people who already agree with us instead of gathering, which is what we ought to be doing when tensions are high. So the idea was, you know, other, others separate, we gather, and that's what Local Color is about. And it is a great example. I mean, we're very blessed in Tallahassee to live in such a diverse community, age, race, backgrounds, and that bring uh, people from all over the world that live here. And but they all bring unique perspectives. And I love what you're doing because oftentimes, you know, you and I may disagree on topic A, but what happens when you come together, you realize you have commonality in all different other areas. And a lot of times it makes you stronger by being able to hear the other person's viewpoint. Yeah, it it really does. And in fact, really, you know, our philosophy is that it really is local hometowns that are supposed to be the, the healthy ballast of democracy, where you really do... Um, engage with people who are neighbors, who you, who you can know personally. You can know that um, they call them cross-cutting relationships. We disagree on this, but hey, we have this in common. Uh, you know, our kids play baseball together. And in some ways, the changes that we've had in social media and, and um, the, the resulting rising tension in national politics 
um, really the solution, I think a lot of times we look to the wrong place for the solution for that. The solution is in communities between people who can know each other, who can sit together, who can talk together. And, and actually, you know, remarkable things happen when we do that. And, you know, I mean, this is, this is really the, the lifeblood of KCCI too, which is you know, part of how much we have in common with KCCI and the Village Square. It's people, work, neighbors working together and the amazing things that happen when you do. Absolutely. And being able to come up with the best solution to move forward. Right. And usually to, you know, for the best solution to be evident, you have to have people who have very different views on the problem. It gives you a, a, a much wider, um, you know, set of, of resources and perspectives. So it's really actually difference of opinion is a generative thing. It's good. It is. Now, you, under your leadership, you have taken the Village Square to be a national model. And Village Squares are now in other cities across the United States. Tell us a little bit about how you first identified, one, that we needed to do this and take something that was successful in Tallahassee and make it a national model. But then how did you go about selecting the right communities to implement other Village Squares in? Uh, so right now we have a village square in Fort Lauderdale through Broward College, and we also have one in Salt Lake City. Other than that, uh, largely what we do is we, we sort of um, act as consultants to organizations, which there are many of them. I mean, almost all of us right now are wringing our hands and going, what do you do about this big mess? So, so we offer support and consultation and resources to um to other groups and organizations. I spent a lot of time um, going to talk with them. Um, you know, it's interesting because I, I think that in some ways we kind of accidentally caught lightning in a jar here. And I think the reason we did is because because of that, the, it was relationships that we first looked at when we did this. We weren't thinking of a specific policy thing. It wasn't a wonky intellectual thing. It was a, 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 a relationship social capital um, value that we were looking at in those early relationships and we built the village square based on relationships so I think that you know a few years in what we realized is that this wasn't a problem that was unique to Tallahassee that we were seeing and trying to solve that it was actually happening in every community in the country because again of changes in social media uh, changes in the way that we communicate that are so fast that they're head spinning and 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 it's hollowed out those community connections so, you know, somewhere along the way, we, we just started getting calls from everywhere. I, I rarely go a week without probably four or five just random calls from who knows where. They've come from as far as Australia and London um, of, of people who are looking for how to address the challenge. So, so I think that we feel like we found something unique and, and that we need to have a role at a at, at a critical time like this in being able to help accelerate others' efforts in the same direction. Absolutely. And just to clarify for our listeners, the challenge you're referring to is what we're seeing worldwide where there is a deep political divide and where people are just starting to put their head in the sand and not want to come up with compromises or ways to work together and sit down and communicate and move forward. And that's why Village Square is so special because you all started before we even had this big international crisis. And then you were building upon that 
those principles of, hey, when we all work together and when we bring differing views together, you know, we really, it, we make friends and break bread together, but then we also come up with these wonderful solutions that our communities are facing. That's right. I mean, in some ways, we've sort of forgotten our own idea of American democracy, which is that straining ideas are supposed to oppose each other. And they have to oppose each other in relationships, in communities. And it's, it's such an easy thing to keep looking at um, the the storm in Washington and and thinking, wow, I don't know how to fix that. That's really the big problem. And really what we need to all be doing is turning our attention back to the communities that we live in and investing in those relationships and in doing work together. It, it is remarkably, what is just so amazing is that if you start um, attending to the problem in the right place, which is in communities between people you can know, it's it's really actually quite natural and easy. It's not as big as a problem a problem as it seems. It's just that we've got to get you know out from behind our electronics and hang out with each other. That's one thing I love about KCCI and each year working with our diverse community catalyst groups is you know now we've had probably more than 250 people that have gone through our program and you know I work very closely with the project teams you know we meet on a weekly basis we're in constant email communication and I couldn't tell you what their political backgrounds <laughs> yeah, are but you that's no what idea. I love about yeah. it because it doesn't matter but all what they all have in common is they have this love of community and they've signed on to really do something to help improve for us with KCCI it's improving the quality of life and sense of place in Tallahassee and it is such a great way when what you said when people come together and when they work together they really find such commonality and love each other it's, and really enjoy true. being around each other and it doesn't matter what their political views it, are it's really true uh so about four or five years into our work we um discovered a moral psychologist named dr jonathan Haidt, who wrote the book the righteous mind why good people are divided by religion and politics and what you just described what kcci does what the village square does um, what organizations like Leadership Tallahassee do, because right. they draw in a very diverse group of people, is they create the perfect conditions, moral psychologists tell us, for bridging division. And and the two conditions are, one, um, positive interaction. So they call that the contact hypothesis. So just being with each other. Number two, um, superordinate goals. Having a common right. purpose. That's what KCCI Catalyst groups do is they work together uh, closely and as a team to get something done. And, you know, and it doesn't even have to be that, you know, that tight a group. It's, it's a community. I mean, we, this community shares a common fate. We're connected to each other. What we do here together matters. Right. And, and so that, that's why it works so much better. And frankly, it will never work. This isn't a solvable problem online because online – those are the conditions that create the the tribal partisan anger. They do, which is sad that social media has started to just foster that divide. Yeah. Now, if someone wants to get more information about any of the Village Square events here in Tallahassee, where can they go to get details on your upcoming events? Um, so go to our website at tlh.villagesquare.us. And while you're there, if you sign up for our newsletter, which is no more than a couple of times a month, then you'll always be in the know. 
Um, and then we're also on social media on Facebook at Village Square or at uh, tlh.villagesquare and um, on Twitter at Village Square FL. And for our listeners, what would you say is something that if they come attend an event, what could they expect to walk away from it with? So what we hope happens when you join us is that you find yourself liking someone you really disagree with a little bit more. And, and it's almost inevitable. It almost always happens. Uh, and, and that is, in fact, everything. You know, at a time like now, uh, nothing can get done. It's like the first um, most critical challenge for us to undertake is to simply stop vilifying and demonizing people who disagree with us because um, we can't get anything done if we don't. So it's kind of, um, it's, it's, it's rebuilding that community that exists and uh, you can do it with, you can do it by just inviting someone who perplexes you out to uh, lunch or you can apply to be a KCCI Catalyst or you can come join us at the Village Square for one of our events. Perfect. What do you think it is about the culture in Tallahassee that promotes this community of connectedness and also a community of innovation? You know, how the idea of Village Square really was the brainchild of going through a situation like the coal plant debate. I think it's really our, um, I, I think it's the fact that we're not a six degrees of separation town, we're a one or two degrees of separation town. I, I had a meeting this week with um, two uh, longtime residents who I had not had the f- fortune to meet. And just in the course of the conversation, we found out that I knew one of each of their parents. <laughs> um, and <laughs> but that world. happens all the time. And 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 because of that, we have we we have an amazing opportunity in this community. It really is almost the perfect size. It's big enough for lots of ideas and lots of creativity, um, but small enough that we can know each other, and small enough that um, there. So the tipping point for change in culture is lower. Yes. Because you really can move things, and you can see how things move, and you can have a contagious effect if you're doing something that's constructive. Uh, so, so you know, you'd asked earlier about as we looked at communities where you know we were interested in starting village squares, uh, we really were looking at communities that were very much like ours. Uh, so, I, you know, I think that we're we're incredibly lucky to have. KCCI in this community, you know, I don't know if others Thank know you. that that it was a project that um, Knight Foundation funded in other communities too, but it was our community that it stuck in. Um, and so here we have um, you and we have the Village Square and so many other just sort of um, wonderful things that are bubbling up that are very unique to our community. I think, I think we're really a great model um, really for communities across the country. And I think that even goes to, you know, it was interesting. I saw some recent stats about our voting records. You know, in in Leon County, we have one of the highest voting turnout rates in the state. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting that we are the most educated community in the state as well. So I really hope a lot of our listeners will go check out your website or follow you on social media and come join us at your next event. Thank you, Betsy. Thanks, Liz, so much for sitting down with us today. It was fun. Thank you for listening to the Think TLH podcast from the Knight Creative Communities Institute. If you want to learn more or hear other episodes, go to kcci.tallahassee.com forward slash think TLH. 
Please also subscribe to the show through Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. While you're there, give us a review. And for more updates, follow us at KCCI Tallahassee on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check back every Thursday for another episode of Think TLH. Our show is produced and edited by Allison Levitt. And I'm Betsy Couch, and you've been listening to the Think TLH podcast from the Knight Creative Communities Institute. Thank you.